It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Coming to you from the heart of Silicon Valley, this is CUDA Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Barracuda, AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. Now, here's your host, Nick Nolenberger. Hello, CUDA country, and welcome to another edition of CUDA Confidential. I'm Nick Nolenberger. In this episode, we'll recap the last two games with highlights and we'll chat with Sebastian Bordalo, the father of Sharks forward Thomas Bordalo. The Barracuda wrapped up their 34-game home schedule on Friday against the Abbotsford Canucks. And in the first period at 7.37, Lane Peterson would break the deadlock with his eighth of the year. So they've given penalties, first instigating, five for fighting, and then a 10-minute misconduct, and a power play goal for Peterson. He scores, and the Barracuda take a 1-0 lead on the man advantage. Then at 12.45, it was again Peterson, this time while his club was down a man. The Barracuda have it back through center. Moran down the wing. Backhander, big rebound came off of Martin's pad, and it's given along for Peterson, and they score! Lane Peterson has another one as Antoine Morin showed off the patience and vision. He gave it off to him. No chance for Spencer Martin who got pulled out of the blue paint. Up 2-0 in the second period, the Barracuda would squander its lead as the club would take consecutive minor penalties in which the Abbots for Canucks would score on. First at 5.59, veteran forward Justin Dowling would score his second of the year. To change, here comes Morin, shorthanded again, works down the wing, trying to find Peterson, and it was just outside of his reach. Canucks back in transition. Rempel skates into the high slot, left wing side, Stevens. Good save, stay locked, rebound, they score. Justin Dowling on his side as he was falling to the ice is able to shovel it home. Then at 8.35, Sheldon Rempel would light the lamp with his 29th of the season. As Rempel pulled the trigger and it sailed over the mark, Rempel recollects to the right, Dot shoots and scores. A screened Alex Stalock with no chance. And Sheldon Rempel finds the back of the net. It comes 35 seconds into the power play. Tied at 2-2 going into the third period, Abbotsford would take its first lead as Devontae Stevens would cash in with his third of the season. And it looked like he had beat him, and then all of a sudden a swoop of the left arm by Stalock holds it out. Now a shot off the faceoff, and Devontae Stevens scores. And the Abbotsford Canucks have come all the way back to take a 3-2 lead. Now down 3-2, the Barracuda would manage to tie the score up as Kyle Topping snapped a 22-game goalless drought with his second of the season to level the score at 3-3. And McGrew back up the right wing side. McGrew, he's got a man Topping, some room to work. Shoot! He scores! The game would need overtime, 
And despite the Barracuda outshooting the Canucks 3-2 in the extra session, it was once again Dowling who would light the lamp to secure the 4-3 win for the Canucks. And now Justin Bailey will carry speed down the right wing side. Bailey looks to center, back post, they score. Justin Dowling tips it home, and the Barracuda pick up a point, but they have suffered their 12th consecutive loss. Bailey just turned on the Jets, got a step, and found Dowling, and Dowling directs it home. On Wednesday, the Barracuda will kick off the final road trip of the 21-22 season, beginning in Bakersfield against the Condors in the final meeting of the 10-game season series. At the 7.50 mark of the opening period, veteran forward Adam Cracknell will get things started on the power play with his 19th of the year. Cracknell, he'll bump one left wing side for Caldas. Scans the ice down the wall for Tyler Benson. Back for Cracknell, high slot, right side Griffith. Back to Cracknell, winds up, tip through, they score. That may have deflected off of Adam Raska and it had certainly changed direction. And it looks like it will be Adam Cracknell's goal. Then later in the first, Colton Seaver would get sprung on a breakaway and beat goaltender Alex Stalock with a forehand backhand move to give the Condors a two-goal edge. Potato swung to the net, blocked before it got to Skinner and fired out of the zone. Here's a chance, a break for Seaver, works to the backhand and scores. What a beautiful outlet feed, an indirect pass off the wall. Picked up by Seaver in stride. He takes it in all alone on Alex Stalock, and he works around him and backhands it home. And the Condors have a 2-0 lead here in this opening period. The Barracuda would cut into the lead in the first period as Jake McGrew snapped a 14-game goalless drought with a power play goal, his first of his professional career, and the 12th goal of his season. Blickfield has 24 goals on the year, 12 of them on the power play. Rishat Kinyasev, it's hit through! Jake McGrew has scored on the power play, and the Barracuda cut the lead in half. Unfortunately, after that point, the Barracuda could not manage to score again, and the Condors would cash in with a Tyler Benson goal, one minute and four seconds into the second period to take a 3-1 lead. Held in deep by the Condors. Now Tyler Benson, who started the year up top with the Oilers, He'll skip one of the right side wall. Back to Benson, shot scores. Condors wait just a minute and four seconds to get back up by two. Tyler Benson is the one who fires it in past Alex Stalock on the Condors' 13th shot of the night. And Bakersfield has a 3-1 lead. Then at 11.36 of the second period, Devin Brousseau would give Bakersfield a 4-1 advantage. Right wing side, McGrew trying to get it back to Topping. He threw it off the outside of the cage. Now Cracknell between his legs for Brousseau. Here come the Condors. Griffith down the wing. On-man rush back. Brousseau shoots and scores. Condors goaltender Stuart Skinner would pick up the win, making 29 saves on 30 shots, improving to 10-0 in his career on home ice against the Barracuda. The Barracuda will wrap up the 2021-22 season on the road with two games at the brand-new Dollar Loan Center in Henderson, Nevada against the Silver Knights. Friday's game is set for 7 o'clock. We'll have pregame coverage starting at 6.30 in the Sharks Audio Network. And you can also watch the game on AHL TV.
When we return, we'll be joined by Sebastian Bordalo, father of Sharks prospect Thomas Bordalo. This is Cuda Confidential. Future NHL stars are made in San Jose with the Barracuda. Back up, BL. One timer. Score. AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. And you can be part of every moment of this 2022 23 season. Jeff BL has his first of the season. It comes on the power play. And the Barracuda have their first lead of the hockey game. Season tickets are on sale now. To see this family friendly experience, just visit sjbarracuda.com slash pricing. Shoot and score. When you hear coordinated care, what do you imagine? Nurses going viral for their dance routine? (laughs) Not here. At Kaiser Permanente, coordinated care has nothing to do with dancing and everything to do with quality and convenience. With Kaiser Permanente, you don't have to worry about getting your records sent from place to place because our electronic medical records seamlessly connect all of your doctors, nurses, and specialists. It's so easy, you might do your happy dance. Kaiser Permanente, tomorrow's health care today. Learn more at kp.org slash thrive. Phones, laptops, and tablets aren't just devices. They're the keys to connecting to your health. At Kaiser Permanente, you can connect faster with video visits and our easy-to-use app. Track your health with access to most lab results and health records. You can even make appointments, email doctors, and fill most prescriptions. Kaiser Permanente. Tomorrow's health care today. Learn more at kp.org thrive. Appointments as available and appropriate. Features available from Kaiser Permanente facilities. Hey Sharks fans, are you planning to move in the near future? Look no further than SM Moving Systems. SM Moving has been a family owned business for four generations. Whether it is a residential move or commercial move for your business, SM Moving can manage all the logistics and planning for local, long distance, even international moves. We are proud to be the preferred moving company of the San Jose Sharks. To request a quote for your next move, go to smmoving.com. SM Moving Systems, quality in every move we make. Now, back to the action. Barracuda Hockey continues now. Welcome back. We are pleased to be joined by the father of Sharks prospect, Thomas Bordo, Sebastian Bordolo. He is a development coach for the Nashville Predators, former NHLer, and now his son is embarking on his own professional career. Just played his first game the other day with the Barracuda after finishing up two years at the University of Michigan. We're all getting familiar with Thomas's story. Born in Texas, grew up over in Switzerland while you're playing pro hockey. And then came back over to Quebec, where he pretty much grew up, but played for the national team. I, I want to ask you, going all the way back to your professional days, was Thomas just always around the guys? Was he in the locker room? Was he just immersed in your career? My, I think like the first week he was born, um, from the moment, the moment that we were together, because just let me go back a little bit in the story. The day he was born is January 3rd. And I'm uh, with Houston, many's farm team. January 4th, I get traded to Phoenix. The next morning, I get traded to Phoenix. So I go to Phoenix. My wife stays in Houston, and her parents came to help her out because we knew uh, our situation was kind of a mess. So they came, they came to give us uh, some support. And uh, she was taking pictures, going to the Staple store, sending it to me through the computer. I was going to the Staples store myself to get, to get it printed so I, so I can have a, some pictures of my newborn. 
because I was in India. I was in uh, Phoenix for, I want to say, three weeks, maybe a month. So I didn't get to see Thomas for the first month. So then I get sent down to Springfield. And so we moved everybody back toward back east, towards Springfield, Mass. And the first game that, uh, that I played there, I don't know, he was maybe a month old. Then he came to the game and he started watching the games. And so that was the end of that year in, uh, in North America. And then uh, I ended up signing my contract in Bern. And uh, he was there every game. My wife would, would take him every night, every night. And after the game that we won, she would be right next to the bench and giving him, giving me Thomas in my arms. And sometimes he would be skating with me. You know, in Europe it's different. You know, we have to go and salute the crowd and uh, if you have a big win. So Thomas would be in my arms. I'd be skating on the ice and waving to the fans. And then it would be in the locker room. And yeah, that, that's Thomas is, he's been around the locker room all his life. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing for him. Yeah. When did you realize that Thomas absolutely loved the sport similar to the way that you did? When did it come to be that you realized this is something that he's going to want to do himself for the rest of his life? You know, when he was two years old, I would like, uh, I would take him to the practice in the morning with us. And the way our rink was set up in Bern, it was amazing because to go in the rink, you had to go from one side or the other. You had to go down to be towards the locker room. And then when the Zamboni area was, you had access to an outdoor rink. So it was, there's a huge outdoor rink because you had like a, a normal ice sheet for hockey. And then you have, you had maybe three times an NHL ice sheet size rink, but just for family skating. So Tom would come with me in the morning and I would bring his, I would bring his skates. I would tie his skates in the morning and let's say around eight o'clock and I would do my thing and he would be skating on his own because nobody was there at that time. So he'd be skating on his own. And the Zamboni guys were like keeping an eye on him or whatever. And then he would be walking in the locker room, watching practice, having some chocolate, having a power bar, whatever, go back out there. Like he would spend the whole morning on and off the ice, you know? And he, he really, I think on his own, he started to like hockey and, you know, seeing the vibe around the locker room. And uh, he just wanted to play hockey and have fun. And then he, yeah, yeah, had some friends, uh, obviously, uh, you know, it's it's a good uh, team thing, and uh, the the program in Bern was was excellent for youth hockey. So, um, no, that was good. He's, I think that's kind of where he started this passion, I guess. I want to ask you. I had a chance to catch up with Thomas a few months back, and I asked him about your guys's relationship. And I know you, being a development coach, you still have that coaching mindset, working with NHL players and prospects on a daily basis. But this is your son, so. Do you guys have similar conversations? Do you critique his game? Do you evaluate his game similar to the way you would a Predators prospect? Or is there a different dynamic given the fact that he's your son? You know, when we're talking about hockey and for his development, uh, it's been, I've been lucky enough to be able to being able to teach him a lot of things. Um, I'm not the dad. And it's almost like I'm doing my job with my guys like I did tonight. You know, I took some notes. I met them after the game. Uh, give them a, just a quick a few pointers here and there, but then I'm going to review their game and send them, send, send them some clips and talk it over with them. And I do the same thing with Tom. I mean, that's, 
that's my job, you know. So if I can help him in his in the details of his game without touching anything uh, team oriented, you know, because I don't want to touch anything that the coaches would want to say and want him to do. So I'm not, never going to go against anybody, any coaches, but I'm talking about more individual details of their game. Could be a reload after a turnover. It could be net drive. It could be, you know, different things. So I'm talking about their own personal habits and, uh, and I love doing it. You know, it's uh, since I retired, I've discovered a passion on wanting to teach uh, young players. And I'm very lucky to be able to do that. So I've got a follow-up question. He was born in the States, and then he basically grew up over in Switzerland when you were playing over there. And then he moved along with the family to where you guys now live full-time, and that's back in Quebec. So how did he end up playing for the national program? It's uh, it's interesting. Um, he got a call uh, that yeah, you, um, with CAA, uh, I've been training the guys from CAA, like Anthony Manta and uh, Dubois and Julian Gauthier from the Rangers when they were really young, when they were like 15, 16. So there's a connection there with CAA. And um, and uh, they found out that uh, that I had a son too that uh, um, that was playing hockey. So that in one summer he went to train in Toronto. He ended up staying with the U's uh, brothers, Quinn and Jack and Luke. So he saw he saw them. He stayed with uh, Helen and Jim, and uh, trained in BTNL in Toronto for a little bit, and uh, and that's that's how he got connected with the uh, the U.S. program because Quinn had just finished, I believe. I think he was going to Michigan, and Jack was coming in uh, the U.S. program. So Thomas did it. He got introduced to the program with uh, the U.S. family, and um, from there he came back to Quebec to Montreal, played the. Uh, one or two years midget and then once he turned 16 uh, we were wondering where he would fit within the U.S. kids you know because he was a good player in Quebec somewhat decent through Canada where does he fit with the U.S. boys we had no clue so um, he was able to crack the top 40 lineup for the March camp and then from there he did his thing you know he, after the first or second day I believe they invited him to stay, and um, yeah, and uh, when he realized what was the U- what was the U.S. program, he said that this is where I want to be. Like there was no doubt, there was no doubt. But I, I was involved with the midget AAA in Quebec, uh, and the midget AAA usually feeds all the major junior in, uh, Quebec league. So we had to be, do things the right way. I, I, I was working with Hockey Canada at the time as well. So you know, there's a lot of conflicts that uh, that kind of took place there but I wanted to do things the right way that was his choice and that uh, I wanted to just uh, very very being very transparent with all of that and I think uh, things went pretty good in general so this past summer I spoke to Doug Wilson Jr. and I actually asked him about Thomas in your connection with the Nashville Predators and I presented him with a question that when the Sharks were picking in the second round were they going to make sure that Nashville was not going to get an opportunity to select Thomas being the fact that you were working for the organization. He made a funny joke, something along the lines that we weren't going to let Nashville get to a spot where they could draft him, knowing that it was your son. Now that he has been selected by the Sharks, he'll embark on really his own path. Are you happy that things transpired the way they did so he can really kind of carve out his own career? No, I'm very happy because... uh... From the get-go, the year of the draft, uh, 
I met with uh, Jeff Kelty and uh, in Nashville and Scott Nicole, and they're like, the politics of our organization is we don't usually draft someone within the family, and we don't want to put you in a tough spot. We don't want to put Thomas in a tough spot, and especially you're involved with development. You know, it would be kind of awkward towards everybody else and this and that. And I and I agreed with them 100. percent my dad coached me my first pro year in Fredericton with Montreal's farm team. And, and that wasn't easy. Um, so I was, uh, I knew they were not going to draft him. They, they, they really liked him as a player, but uh, for him, because I think they, they, I think Nashville likes what I'm doing with them. They want to keep me around and they didn't want to put me or Thomas in a, or other players in a tough situation. So it was uh, clear from the get go that they were not going to draft him. This is kind of a segue to the last question, but you mentioned that Thomas came to you and said, the U.S. national program is what I want to be a part of. I, I want to take this path. And it was something that you supported, even though at the time you were, as you mentioned, working for Hockey Canada at the time. Again, is that something that's been really important to you to allow for Thomas to make his own decisions in his hockey career on what he feels like is the best path and not just rely on your experience. It's, uh, it's very important because <clears throat> my dad played in the NHL, my uncles played in the NHL, GP played 11 years with the Blackhawks, Christian played for Montreal, played in Winnipeg, played in St. Louis. My dad played for Quebec and Vancouver. So it, we, we are somewhat of a big fam, hockey family in Quebec. So for him... Then that borderline name is big in Quebec. So he's always going to be judge and compare or look, you know, in, in that regard. Going into the U.S., nobody gives a crap about Thomas Borlo. Nobody gives a crap about my dad, my uncles. They know him and they're happy for, for them or whatever. But, you know, Thomas Borlo comes in as a U.S. American, does a U.S. program and he does his own thing. And to me, that was very, very big. Very, very big because... You know, if the, the sooner you can forge your own identity, the better it is, I think. So uh, I'm very happy you did that with, uh, uh, with great manner. Watching Michigan this past year and the, the two years that Thomas was part of the program, and really this past year, you know, you had so many players drafted high and so many players that could potentially play in the NHL one day. When you watched it, not only as a supporting father, did you also watch the Michigan games a little bit as a fan because of how much talent was on the ice and how much talent could be eventually playing in the NHL. I, I try to, it's hard. <laughs> I try to, it's really, really hard. Uh, but um, uh, no, it's fun. It's very entertaining to watch those guys, those kids play. Uh, Ken Johnson's got lots of skills. Uh, Luke Hughes, uh, Owen Power, uh, you know, I, I'm, I feel very lucky that I get to to watch my son play, and I think he's lucky to play with those guys, uh, Matty Beniers, uh, even the older guys like Nolan Moyle and uh, Van Wy and all those uh, Blankenberg. All those kids are like, you know, they they they're great kids. They get along great, and I think uh, Thomas is very fortunate and uh, is embracing it every day. And uh, uh, I think you know it's uh, it's a fun year for those kids. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I have one more question for you before we, we let you go. For Sharks fans who are trying to get familiar with some of the prospects, we like to allow for 
fans to really get a, an in-depth look at some of the players in the pipeline and some players that could be playing for the Sharks very soon. And I think nobody has a better perspective than probably Thomas's parents. You being his father, give Sharks fans an idea of what type of kid Thomas is. Because from my short experiences, for just being 20 years of age, it blows my mind of how mature he is, how well-spoken he is, and has great manners and is ready and prepared to play professional hockey at such a young age. But from your perspective as a father, and I know you'll maybe be a little bit biased, but give us an idea of what type of kid Thomas is. Uh, Thomas is uh, is pretty serious in general. He likes uh, he likes to have fun uh, with his friends, uh, watching movies. And he started to to play golf a little bit this summer. Um, he's uh, yeah, he's very dedicated to 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 what he, to his craft. Like he's uh, in the summer, like we have at least uh, three ice sessions a week, if not four, sometimes. Uh, he's he's got five workouts uh, off ice. Uh, so the rest of the time, you know, he's trying to chill and enjoy the summer somewhat. This summer was kind of cut short. He had the World Junior Showcase, he had the development camp, and uh, he had school. So we uh, we didn't get to hang out as much as we would love to. But um, Thomas is, uh, yeah, pretty laid back, uh, easy going, uh, not stressed about anything. Confident, I'd say a very confident kid. Uh, but like you said, I think, yes, he's very mature for his own, for his own age. Uh, I remember when he was very young, like uh, we lived in Bern and, you know, everything is in Swiss German. So, you know, we would go around and trying to order whatever the bo- water bottle he wanted to, like on his own, very independent. And uh, to uh, to the biggest disappointment of my wife, you know, like when he left for the U.S. program, I remember like uh, she's like uh, she was trying to call him every night or FaceTime him. And uh, he's like, are you going to do that every night? You know I'm good, huh? You don't need to do that every night. So she was like, "Really? I can't call you every night? Oh my god!" So now he's, uh, like you said, he's mature, he's independent, and uh, he's, he's he's taking care of his thing. So that's uh, I'm really proud of him. A big thank you to Sebastian Bordalo for joining us. That'll do it for this episode of Cuda Confidential. A reminder: the Barracuda take on the Henderson Silver Knights on Friday, with a scheduled puck drop for seven o'clock. We'll be on the air at 6.30 with pregame coverage on the Sharks Audio Network, and you can watch the game, as always, on AHLTV.com. That'll do it for this edition of Cuda Confidential. I'm Nick Nolenberger saying thanks for listening, and so long until next time.
the Hilton San Jose is the preferred hotel of the San Jose Sharks and SAP Center in San Jose. Experience something new. Close to home or from across the world, the Hilton San Jose is there for you with memorable offers and experiences. Enjoy the brand new guest rooms with luxurious Waldorf Astoria beds and upgraded amenities. We're committed to creating a safe and relaxing experience, including delivering an even cleaner stay from check-in to check-out. Visit sanjose.hilton.com now to make your reservation. We are Hilton. We are hospitality. Future NHL stars are made in San Jose with the Barracuda. Back up, BL. One-timer! Scores! AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. And you can be part of every moment of this 2022-23 season. Jeff BL has his first of the season. It comes on the power play. And the Barracuda have their first lead of the hockey game. Season tickets are on sale now. To see this family-friendly experience, just visit sjbarracuda.com slash pricing. Shoot and score! Hey Sharks fans, are you planning to move in the near future? Look no further than SM Moving Systems. SM Moving has been a family-owned business for four generations. Whether it is a residential move or commercial move for your business, SM Moving can manage all the logistics and planning for local, long distance, even international moves. We are proud to be the preferred moving company of the San Jose Sharks. To request a quote for your next move, go to smmoving.com. SM Moving Systems. Quality in every move we make. Phones, laptops, and tablets aren't just devices. They're the keys to connecting to your health. At Kaiser Permanente, you can connect faster with video visits and our easy-to-use app. Track your health with access to most lab results and health records. You can even make appointments, email doctors, and fill most prescriptions. Kaiser Permanente. Tomorrow's health care today. Learn more at kp.org thrive. Appointments as available and appropriate. Features available from Kaiser Permanente facilities.